Hey guys, it's Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. Today I'm joined by Connor and Nathan, and this is going to be our Friday weekly show where we bring you guys our predictions for the weekend's NFL and college games, and that's what we're going to be doing today, as well as taking a look at our Clutch Crew Sports Fantasy Football League's Week 2 matchups as I am playing Paul, who had a really good week last week. Uh, Eric's playing Mark, who won, but didn't have the best game last week. Um, Eric, uh, Connor's playing Allen, who lost last week, but he had a high point total. And then the number one point performer last week, Red Squad, is playing Nathan. So that's going to be a big matchup, too. So, so yeah, but once the season starts going, you guys will... We'll, talk about the standings more because right now it's really too early but um but we're going to show you guys our teams and talk about some fantasy players that we expect to do very good for us next week so with that being said though let's get started on our college football talk for this week week three of college football and it's kind of similar to last week in that there's a lot of cupcakes being played by top 25 teams uh, there are a couple interesting games that we'll get to, but still a lot of high point spreads. Not so much 50-point spreads or big 40-point spreads in this, but there are a couple big ones. And uh, the Friday night game here, guys, Washington State at Houston. Uh, Washington State favored by 8.5 to win. And I, we all we all have Washington State. I Washington State's offense is just so dynamic that they're going to put up a ton of points. Um, they are playing Houston, though, and Houston is not, like, a cupcake opponent by any means. They're they're a top team in the American Conference. And I, I think Washington State, though, is going to, even though they're on the road, I think they're going to win by at least 10 in this game. So, And I, I can see it being even more than 10. I can see it being, like, 20, 24. Uh, you guys on the same page, or you guys think uh, think it's going to be a closer one? I don't think it's going to be a win by. I think I'm a, kind of on the same page as you. I think they're going to win by around ten. Like I don't think it's going to be a twenty point okay. victory for Washington State, but I mean, because I did kind of lean towards picking Houston, like just against the spread. Mm-hmm. But I like you know I, I obviously think Washington State's going to win the game, but in terms of the spread, I was thinking about picking Houston. But I, I'm pretty confident that Washington State could win by over eight and a half okay. in this game. Nate, you on the same page too, or <laughs> I think Nate, he might be going. <laughs> yeah, let me check the. Oh, he's still in the call. Let me check my phone. We're experiencing technical difficulties there. Um, you can just keep going. Yeah, we'll we'll keep going. The, this show moves on. Uh, <laughs> I expect him to, to message me something's happening. Um, and then the next game, Arkansas State at Georgia. Georgia still ranked number third, kind of controversially, as we talked about last episode. Oh, well, you're in your mind. <laughs> well, you you thought also that they should be. That yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's that's so right. I'm, th- I'm, that's thinking we, I'm, th- I'm thinking of Alabama. Yeah, that's right. That, that's where we we stopped agreeing on. Nate, are you there? 
Okay, I saw his logo yeah. thing flash out, but... I think he's having internet problems. Yeah. All right. Um, and then... So Georgia's 33-point favorites. We all have Georgia in that. Uh, Carney, you know about Arkansas State. I know they've been... Kind of, you know, they've been good for their Sunbelt division, but I think Georgia can easily win by more than 33. I think they can win by 40 or so. Um, yeah. Um, like, they, especially, they were really good kind of two, like, not last season, but the season before and the season before that, they were really good. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were compete. I mean, they were co-Sunbelt champs in 20... 20- I guess it's 2019 now. So they were co-Sunbelt champs in 2016 with, uh, I think, Troy. And then in 2017, they were, like, they were fighting for that co... Actually, no, no, sorry. 2017, they were co-champs with uh, Appalachian State. And then 2018, they were kind of fighting for... I'm getting this all wrong, aren't I? 2016, they were (laughs) co-champs with Appalachian State. 2017... It was between them and Troy to who was going to be co-champs with App State, and Troy was the co-champ, but they were right there. And then last season, 2018 season, they were kind of middle of the pack in, in terms of the Sun Belt as a whole, mm-hmm. because the Sun Belt East, or yeah, the Sun Belt East is like way more powerful than the Sun Belt West, because the East has Troy, App State, and Georgia Southern, who are like the top three teams. So they couldn't even manage to get past louisiana in the west and louisiana was in the title game oh, okay. so, so i don't think off yeah. yeah they've fallen off so i don't I, I i'm with you i think georgia can score 40 points in this game because they're okay. they're not looking great anymore mm-hmm. they were good a few seasons ago but not anymore yeah all right so some the next game here number six ohio state at indiana ohio state uh our 16 point favorites and i've got indiana in this game because uh, it seems like Ohio State always loses a game to an unranked Big Ten team <laughs> um, on the road. This Indiana, they ha- this has all the makings of that kind of a game. I'm not going to pick Indiana to win outright, but I think Ohio State, I think this is kind of like the Army-Michigan game where it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a one-possession game. So I think 16 points is too much. If it was at Ohio State, I'd give the nod to Ohio State. But being at Indiana, uh, and I don't think this is the best Ohio State team that we've seen. So with that being said, I've I've got Indiana. Um, but I see that you guys both have Ohio State. For some reason, Nate's not in the call. I'm not sure about. <laughs> I'm not sure why he says he can hear us, but we obviously can't hear him. Because he's so. having mic problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with this one, I, I was kind of leaning close to picking, uh, I guess you guys on the recording just saw I got a Discord message. Um, but uh, yeah, I was leaning towards picking Indiana on this one. Like for the spread, obviously, I do think Ohio State's going to win. Hello? But oh, what? Oh, oh Nate's back. Right, okay, there you go. Sorry about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. It's <laughs> all good. We haven't gotten anything real important. So <laughs> yeah. But yeah, following that's... along at least, so okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I I was close to picking Indiana, but it was really that game against because obviously Indiana blew out Eastern Illinois last week, and they're a decent team. But it was how close their win against Ball State was. Like they only managed to beat Ball State by ten, so that kind of concerns me about them. 
And, like, I agree Ohio State's probably not as good this year as they have been in the past, but I still think they're good enough to win by around 20 points or so, even though Indiana's at home. I'm on the same page here. I, I think Justin Fields, after his first couple of games, he looked pretty legit, both as a runner and a passer for Ohio State. And I think that offense is going to be good enough to get it done against Indiana. Um, I think uh, Ohio State has struggled at Indiana in the past, but I I think that I don't think Indiana is very good, just being straight up. So I think <laughs> it's pretty fair. Spread, Indiana's getting spread triggered to cover. right now. You just triggered the whole state. <laughs> <laughs> well, except, for, except for the Notre Dame fans. They're happy. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're supporting you right now in this time. <laughs> All right, so uh, another rivalry, speaking of, uh, Pitt at number 13, Penn State. Penn State, um, they're giving them 17 points uh, against, and we all have Penn State in this, and uh, I, I just don't think Pitt's a very good team. Um, if, it was no. at, if, it, if it was at Pitt, I would consider, uh, you know, because I don't think Penn State's great either they're 13 though so they're a lot better than than Pitt is but I mean this was a tough one because it's still a rivalry game and you got to give you know the weaker teams some more advantages for it being a rivalry game but being at Penn State I think it's going to be loud I think Penn State's going to win by more than 17 they'll be just fine yeah, no, I yeah, I think Penn State will be fine. I don't have any confidence that Pitt can do anything. I just don't yeah. think they're very good, even though it is a rivalry game. I mean, mm-hmm. the ACC in and of itself just isn't very good this year anyway. And yeah, I, I think Pitt's one of the one of the worst teams in the ACC, especially since they're coming out of the Coastal, which is obviously the weaker of the two divisions. Yep. Yeah, I All think right. I think Penn State easily covers that seventeen point spread. But I'm interested to see how Pitt plays against a real team. So, um, with UCF playing them next week, it'll be interesting to see how those teams are going to stack up. Oh, yeah. It's a big uh, right. Power 5 matchup. <laughs> <laughs> um, then in the next game, number 21, Maryland at Temple. Uh, obviously, Maryland had a shockingly large win against Syracuse last week. Uh, they, they were favored by one and a half to win at home against a ranked Syracuse team, but they absolutely destroyed them. And now they entered the game as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. It's at Temple, though. Uh, but And I've got Temple, actually. I just feel like Maryland, is the way that they've been playing is unsustainable. And kind of like Nate said earlier, like how last year they started out the season real strong. They won a couple games nobody thought they had a chance in. And they they won, you know, the their first two games pretty easily, and one of them was against Syracuse. But I feel like Temple's a good enough team to win the game, uh, let alone the seven and a half. So I've got Temple in that. I, so are you I'll, picking them I to win, Temple, or are you picking the spread? You know what? I'm going to pick them to win too. Uh, so I'm I'm going to pick them to win the game. So the seven and a half is. I mean, I could see Maryland winning, but I think more realistically, uh, you know, if you've got a team winning the game and the other team's, you know, giving you points, you're going to pick that team. So, so I've got Temple, Temple winning. That's that's my final pick. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Yeah, I had to go with Maryland. I mean, I picked I picked Syracuse last week in that game against them to win, and mm-hmm. I yeah, that was completely shocking to me seeing that score. I was sitting at the App State game, just you know, flipping through ESPN. I'm thinking, man, like what is going on here? Like, how is Maryland <laughs> winning by this much? So I made the mistake of not picking them last time because I didn't think they were all that good, but. I don't think Syracuse is all that great either, but the way they put up 63, they won that game 63 to 20. So it's really hard for me to pick against Maryland in this game, especially since it's only a seven and a half point spread. So, and I know they're going to Temple, but I still think Maryland's good enough to get it done. Yeah, Maryland's kind of, they kind of are going to make me reverse course here. I didn't take them seriously after being Howard because. I think any team in the Power Five should destroy Howard. But after they put that many points on Syracuse, which is a team that's known for its defense, I think that I think they're I kind of believe in them right now. I think they're pretty legit. I think Temple, um, I think the seven point five spread is very coverable for Maryland. I think they're going to put up way more than that. Um, I could see them being Temple by twenty four. Wow, I would say that. Wow. I, I wow. think it's a blowout. I've got Temple going off of seeing how Temple played last <laughs> two, year. Two and... very different takes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, right. I think Temple you know, very yeah ready to get exposed. I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, New Mexico at number seven Notre Dame. Notre Dame, thirty-five point favorites, and Nate and I have New Mexico. Connor's got Notre Dame. Uh, I don't like Notre Dame's going to win this game, guys. That's that's a given. But five touchdowns. I, I feel like I feel like that's a little bit too much uh, for the lows to you know. So I'm I've got New Mexico. Um, I don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to win by maybe four touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah, and remember these spreads are have been you know last week anyways they were really, really close to these games. So uh, just. Give me the benefit of the doubt that Notre Dame doesn't score as many points as the spread thinks they will. And their defense will be a little bit worse than they think. So I'll, I'll take New Mexico, but not a super high confidence there with that pick. Yeah, I think Notre Dame, honestly, I think they're, they're going to easily be able to put get 35 points over New Mexico. I mean, the way New Mexico gave up 31 points to Sam Houston State... And if they're giving up 31 points to Sam Houston State, then I can only shudder to imagine what Notre Dame's going to do against them, against their defense. So New Mexico does have a good offense. I mean, they won that game with 40 points of their own, but it was still a close game. So combined together, and the way Notre Dame, I know they had a little bit of a tough time against Louisville. Uh, Like, they didn't win by as much as everyone thought they should. But I think they should be able to get it done here. I think they can score 40 points at least over against New Mexico. And especially because Notre Dame's also at home, so. I'm picking Notre or I'm picking New Mexico here just because I, I agree with Zach. I think 35 points is way too high for Notre Dame to cover. I was looking up the numbers on it, and in their history, um, Notre Dame has never covered when over a 30-point favorite. Or wow, they've never covered a 30-point spread. Yeah, so um, I don't see that that changing here today. Um, I think they're going to beat New Mexico, obviously. I think they're going to do it pretty handily, but it's just not going to show up on the scoreboard. I could see it being like, you know, 28 to 10 or something like that, where if you watch the game, it's clear New Mexico doesn't have a chance, but it's not going to, 
you know, be 35 plus point win mm-hmm. for Notre Dame. Yeah, kind of like the Auburn two-lane game of last week. Right. Um, all right, so the next one here, number two, Alabama versus South Carolina. Alabama, 22.5-point favorites. We all have Bama. Um, yeah, I don't think South Carolina is that good, guys. Like, they're not – Bama, <laughs> anyways – I mean, they're in the SEC West. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. They're in the SEC West, so they have – you know, they're in the tougher SEC division. But the two Eastern teams that they're playing this year, I mean, they play Tennessee every year, and then the, they kind of just rotate amongst every team the the other game that they play. And they've got South Carolina this, this year. Uh, it, it's so it's too easy. Like it's it's really it's really too easy. I mean, they're they're only really tough games are going to come against Texas A and M, LSU, and. Auburn like that those are going to be their only regular season and then when they play Florida or Georgia in the championship game uh but that's a big season picture this game they're going to easily win this by 30 like I would make the spread 30 and then consider South Carolina 22 and a half I'm not concerned them at all in this yeah I I remember at the beginning of the season when I was looking at Appalachian State's schedule and I was thinking, like, look, we're through our games. What's going to be our toughest game? And I was like, man, I think that game at South Carolina is probably going to be our toughest game because, you know, we're, that's a SEC school Power 5 team. And we're playing another Power 5 team in UNC, not this week, but next week. And I was thinking, okay, we should run all over them because they sucked last year. But now I'm feeling a lot more confident about the South Carolina game and a lot less confident about the UNC game. So... But yeah, because that's why I'm with Zach. I don't think South Carolina is that good, so I Bama should easily be able to cover this spread. I don't see any reason why they can't, especially with the mm-hmm. way Tua has been playing in the first couple of weeks. Uh, it's no issues at all for Alabama. I don't think. Yeah, I'm on the same page here. I think 22 points is very um, reasonable, especially considering that you know Bama beats pretty much everybody by 21 <laughs> points. You got to be you know Georgia, or Clemson to make closer than that. So, yeah, that's pretty like, easy cover this week. This yeah. would be like this would be like the halftime spread, you know? Like this should yeah. be the halftime spread. Like, <laughs> Bama be winning by twenty two at halftime. Like that's a that's an argument for, yeah. for the game. No, I don't think so. so. No. All right, so so our next one here, we'll talk a little bit more in depth, and then we'll kind of run through the rest of these uh, a little bit quicker. Uh, Stanford at number seventeen, UCF, UCF. Um, Seven and a half point favorites, and we all picked UCF. Uh, I do think this game has lost a little bit of its luster, considering that Stanford was ranked last week, and then they lost to USC and are now unranked. Uh, had they won that game, this would have been a much more uh, anticipated game for uh, for both teams being ranked, and it's still anticipated. You know, I'm still looking forward to it because. UCF is playing uh, an out-of-conference team that's not Florida Atlantic or what was that, Florida A&M that they played in the yeah. first week. So it's their first real team, you know, game that they've had. And uh, they are at home, so I, I give them the edge there. I think they win by more than 7.5, um, probably a couple touchdowns. Because like we said, Stanford's not, you know, they don't have as good of a players that they used to have. Um so I've got I've got UCF with the edge and they seem to cover the spread, you know, pretty easily. I don't know why the 
they're the odds makers didn't make this a little bit more like 10 points or something, but, um, or at least for the FAU game, that was kind of ridiculous. How that, that was, was like 10 points. That like, was free money. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. they ended up winning by like 30 or something, but I'll, yeah. I'll let you guys, uh, talk about it. And then Nate can kind of give his, since he goes to that school a little bit more detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting, like like the spread too. I think they're not giving UCF enough credit in some of these games. I don't know why if they're thinking like trying to judge off of like the end of last year when they start when they you know lost those two games, but it's like they were without their quarterback in those games. So I don't know why the spreads have been so small, but I think UCF should easily cover this seven and a half point spread. And I said it last week, last week when I picked USC to beat Stanford, I don't think Stanford's that good. So. I don't see any reason why UCF can't do it, especially when they're also at home. I mean, I think this is going to be another easy money for people betting on UCF. Yeah, I think the 7.5 spread, again, just like last week, is way too low, um, especially coming off a game for Stanford when they just, they just let up 45 points <laughs> and lost by 25 to USC, who was playing without their freshman quarterback, um, JT Daniels. Um, so without their starting quarterback, uh, USC, who wasn't really that hype coming into the season, beat Stanford by 25 points. I think UCF should easily beat them by a score slimmer to that at home. Um, obviously, everyone knows UCF has the great offense. Um, it's it's still um, up in the air as to who's going to start at quarterback, whether it's uh, Brandon Wimbush, um, who sat out last week with an undisclosed injury. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, the true freshman who's been lighting it up the last couple games. Or, I believe, uh, Daryl Mack, the quarterback from mm-hmm. uh, the American Conference Championship and the uh, Fiesta Bowl for UCF last year, is back from his injury. So, we could see one or even all three of those quarterbacks come Saturday. Um, but whoever starts, I think they're going to put up a lot of points. Um especially considering the running game we've had, has arguably been better than the passing game. Um, we've got four great running backs that can kind of rotate and do a lot of things on offense. And Stanford's probably the best defense, you know, at least talent-wise, we've seen in you know recent times. They've got, obviously, big, big-time players over there, so it'll be a good test for the offense to see you know, where they actually stack up. But I think the main... Um, concern against Stanford is that their offense isn't going to put up enough points to uh, keep up with UCF. You know, you look at back at their scores, they only put up 17 versus Northwestern in week one, and then only 20 versus USC last week. So I think it'll be a tough game. It'll be a good test to kind of see where UCF really is at, even though Stanford's not ranked anymore. I think they're still a very solid program. But I think um, at the end of the day, I don't think Stanford's going to be able to put up enough points to keep up with UCF. Um, so I think I think 7.5 is definitely too too low of a spread. Um, I think I'm going to pick UCF to beat Stanford by uh, I think 20s. I think 20 is pretty safe. Um, the other aspect of this game I forgot to talk about is the heat. Um, I think Zach can definitely attest to this. Living in Florida, it's it's toasty outside right now, and Stanford's yeah. coming from. Uh, Palo Alto, where it's about 60, 70 degrees every day right now, and they're going to take a you know cross-country flight three time zones over and come down to Orlando, where it's 
Uh, it's probably going to be around day, 100 degrees. Is it a day game, too? Ah, like, uh, 3.30 p.m., so... Ooh. Yeah, it's right in the middle of the <laughs> That's day. The worst time. That's the worst time, yeah. Yeah, there might be some rain in the forecast, but if it's sunny, it's, it's going to be 100-plus degrees on that field um, Saturday. And we saw it with the pit game last year. Some of those players are having a tough time dealing with the heat and the tempo of Make um, the right UCF <laughs> offense. Yeah, so I think taking all those all those factors into account, I think this is a very um, easy twenty point twenty point win for UCF. So that was your over uh, over detailed um, <laughs> prediction there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a lot more information than I knew. But um, <laughs> those indisclosed injuries, though, the those always, you know, make me suspicious. Like, you know, what really happened? <laughs> like, it's probably something yeah. embarrassing that they don't want to talk about. Well, you know what I mean? Well, they said like, he like, was... the time that Kevin Cobb, like, injured his leg or something when he was running between <laughs> practice fields? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was more so that he was dealing with an injury, uh, Wimbush was, and we were playing FAU, who obviously everyone knew UCF was, mm-hmm. was going to beat them by a lot. So they they mostly just held him out as a precautionary deal. Um, they said okay. he was he could have played if they absolutely you know needed him. Every other quarterback got hurt or something like that. But okay. um, yeah, it's a very <laughs> interesting situation here to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one USC ranked number twenty four at BYU. USC is four point favorites. And for the next couple, I'll just run these down because they're not too significant for our sake. Uh, so Connor and I have USC, Nate's got BYU, uh, Arizona State at number 18, Michigan State, Michigan State 13-point favorites. We've all got Sparty. Um, Iowa, Iowa State, another rivalry game. I don't really understand why these teams, like certain teams make their rivalry games in week two and week three, like their biggest rivals and stuff. <laughs> I guess this, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you want to play each other, like, when you're not supposed to be your best at your best. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. It's just always, it's why Michigan and Ohio state always play last week of the season. Yeah. Almost every team with their rival, Florida, Florida state, Clemson, South Carolina, Virginia, Virginia tech. uh, You know, every team's big rival or Alabama, Auburn, like they always play the last week. That's traditional rivalry week. But then you get some weird ones out there, like Colorado state and Colorado play like this early. And yeah. then Iowa State and Iowa. But Nate and I have Iowa State. Connor's got Iowa. And then that's only a two-and-a-half point spread, so it's pretty much a pick em game. Um, and then the next one, Idaho State. Uh, we had to look up Idaho State, what their mascot is. They're, they're the Vikings, guys. <laughs> no, no. They're oh, the they're Bengals. The Idaho State's the Bengals. Oh, they're the Bengals, yeah. They're yeah. the, they're the Bad, Bengals because Marvin Lewis went there. They're the other NFL yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NFL wannabe team. Uh, they're playing number 11 Utah, and Utah's 36.5 point favorites. We've all got Utah. Kent State at number 8 Auburn. Auburn's 35 point favorites. Nate and I have Kent State, and then Connor's got Auburn. Florida and Kentucky, this one's going to be an interesting one. Number nine ranked Florida, eight-point favorites in Lexington. We've all got Florida winning that. And then Lamar at number 16, Texas a <laughs> We want to look up Lamar, too. Lamar. Yeah. Shoot, guys, it's, it's escape. <laughs> what was Lamar again? Does anybody remember? Oh, um, uh, they're, they're from Texas. I know that. <laughs> 
Yeah, we know they're. Oh, the uh, Cardinal. It's generic. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah they, Lamar they, Cardinal. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're playing Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to give them a butt whooping, but we've all got rivalry Lamar. game. They're both from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many Texas schools though. It's like, what are the odds? You know, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, number one, Clemson at Syracuse. Clemson, twenty-seven and a half point favorites, and I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's got Clemson, uh, especially after seeing Syracuse last week. Is why I really picked them. Uh, I know it's at Syracuse, but still, I, I just feel like Clemson's going to go on a tear. I don't think Syracuse is all that. I see you guys each have Syracuse, so I'll let let one of you guys talk about that. Whoa. <laughs> well, well, I mean, Syracuse seems to always put up. There's all, some kind of a fight against Clemson. I mean, last year nobody gave them credit to do anything against Clemson either, but you know they almost beat Clemson in South Carolina last year. So, and especially they're going to be motivated coming off of that, you know, 63 to 20 embarrassment against Maryland. Mm-hmm. So, by no means do I think that Syracuse is going to win, but I'm pretty sure that they can you know, keep Clemson under 27-and-a-half-point win. So, like, I think it'll be, like, a two-touchdown win for Clemson. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with this one. I'm not, I'm not picking them, uh, Syracuse, to win, but I do think it'll be closer than 27 uh, points for Clemson. Um, two years ago, Syracuse did beat Clemson um, at home, and I think it's going to be a similar situation this time. I think the Carrier Dome's going to be rocking. Um I think it's, it'll be a great environment, and I think Syracuse will. I think it'll be one of those things where it'll be close in the first half, and everyone will you know, be like, "Is Clemson on upset alert?" And then Clemson will pull away late, but it won't be, you know, a twenty-seven point win like um, the line says. Okay. All right. The next one: Northwest State at number four LSU, and this is another one we had to look up. And also, <laughs> where is Northwest State University? Well, it turns out. They're not in Washington, Oregon, Montana, Idaho. They're, they're, in, the even in, the, they're not even in the north. Yeah, they're <laughs> uh, so we're not quite sure if it's if they're just called Northwest State University or if they're Northwest State University of Louisiana. Either way, you've probably never heard of them before, and that's why LSU is uh, fifty-one point favorites. But y'all are given we all are going to give some hope that that. Uh, they don't lose that badly, <laughs> anyways. Um, you've all picked Northwestern State, so I I'm blanking on these names. Does you guys remember what they were, or were they the? They, they were the. Uh, they the actually, Vikings? I don't, I don't, no, no, they weren't the Vikings. Yeah. I can't remember who we. Who oh, Northwestern we... was the uh, demons. Oh yeah, yeah that's the, right. They've got like that demon yeah, as their mascot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> okay, and then. The next one, Hawaii, is coming to the mainland of the United States uh, to face number 21, Washington. Washington, 21.5-point favorites. Uh, Connor and I have Hawaii. Uh, Nate has Washington. And really, I couldn't give much. You know, I'm kind of down on Washington right now, considering they lost by one Macau. And Hawaii is not a bad team. Hawaii, you know, is going to stick around this game. Uh, so 21 and a half is too much, I think, for them. Going down to the next one here, FS useless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry to offend the Seminoles out there, but uh, they're <laughs> they're playing number 25, Virginia. Virginia's seven-point favorites. We've all got Virginia. If you've seen FSU, 
you know, the memes and stuff. God, dude, they, they've re- talk about a program that's fallen off the map. I mean, it was just like, you know, it hasn't even been 10 years since they won the national championship, but now they're barely beating the, was it Louisiana Tech or someone that they played? Louisiana yeah. Monroe or something? Yeah, they, with Louisiana Monroe that they almost lost to. Yeah, if they didn't miss, like, an extra point or something, they would have kept going. Like, that was kind yeah. of embarrassing. It's kind of a low moment to be a Seminole. It's a low moment to be a volunteer right now. So I can, <laughs> I can relate. Mm. But, uh, um, but yeah. yeah. Eric is heavily relating to you on yep. that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we heard this rant last, mini rant about that last time. And then the next one, number five, Oklahoma at UCLA. Oklahoma's 22.5-point uh, favorites. And we've all got Oklahoma. They just score so many points. Like, 22.5 seems like a breeze. Like, they can get that in, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, UCLA's not very good. So, we've, got, we've all got – we're all in agreement there. And then number 12, Texas, going to Rice. They're, they're going – Rice is going to have a big, big party for this. Um, but Texas are 31-point – 31.5-point favorites. We've all got Texas winning. And then Portland State at now, number 20. those are the Vikings. Those are the Vikings. I don't know why I kept thinking every team was the Vikings because <laughs> they were the last one we looked up, their team name. And uh, Boise State, 31.5-point favorites. I've never heard of Portland State. I've heard of Portland before, but gosh, I mean, Boise State should win this by more than 31.5 points. Connor's got Portland State. Um, Nate's got Boise State, and then Montana at number fifteen, Oregon. Oregon thirty-six and a half point favorites. We've all got Oregon. I think based off of last week's demolishing of Nevada, God, uh, that was crazy. Yeah, seventy-seven to six against Nevada, who's not a bad team, but Montana's even worse than Nevada. <laughs> so, um, and then our plus one game of the week: TCU at Purdue. TCU. Two point favorites, and Connor and I have the Horn Frogs. Nate, however, is going at the Boilermakers. Um, I think TCU wins the game. I think their defense is going to carry them to the win, and that that kind of wraps up the college games. There, guys. Uh, if you're going off of last week's stats, you know, pick the teams I picked because I did the best last week. But <laughs> oh, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> A plug there for you guys. But well, uh, maybe you can go with his uh, college teams, but don't go with his NFL teams. That is true. You're, yeah. you're going to find out here in a second why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to rebound that for last week. But if you want a safer route, go with Nate because Nate got all the t- two wrong. Granted, we're not picking the spreads, but still, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Thursday night game, we're all in agreement with Panthers over the Buccaneers is what we think will happen. Yeah, it's actually going to be starting here in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I should turn on my TV and have that going on right now. <laughs> but uh, so, I, so I can inform you two plays ahead of what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope Tampa wins, but I mean, realistically, it's not very likely. But go Panthers! <laughs> <laughs> Got to pull um, for the North Carolina. Yeah, team. this this is interesting because both Connor and myself. Like, these are our second favorite teams that we would root for playing each other in this. Yeah. So, it's interesting. And then San Francisco at Cincinnati. Uh, the consensus between three of us is that San Francisco will win. Nate, you're the oddball out. Why do you think Cincinnati's going to win? 
Um, I'm going to Cincinnati just because it's it's at home, which these two, these are two teams that I'm pretty – I had a tough time with this one. I think I'm giving the edge to Cincinnati because they're at home, and I don't really trust the 49ers yet. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was kind of iffy um, last week, I thought. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not ready to give them the benefit of the doubt to um, these type of games just yet. So I'm going Cincinnati at least this week. Okay. Um, the next one, the Chargers going to Detroit, and I'm the oddball out on this one. Uh, I've got the Lions winning. Everybody else has the Chargers, and my reason with this kind of like. Um, Nate, but I mean, the Chargers are definitely more proven of the team, but I just feel like this is one that Detroit's going to win uh, at home, and the Chargers, I mean, they they struggled to beat the Colts uh, in their week one game, and I know Detroit, you know, had the tie with Arizona, but uh, something tells me, this is just a gut feeling, uh, I don't really have many, like, facts or hard evidence to support my pick it's just kind of my gut when i saw this matchup my gut told me detroit so that's what i went with i went with my gut in a lot of these picks too guys so (laughs) because some of them you might you know see are a little weird (laughs) um so minnesota at green bay uh we're all in unanimous uh minnesota in that pick uh indianapolis at tennessee Another division game, we're all in unanimous with Tennessee. And New England Patriots at Miami Dolphins. We'll talk about this one because Nate's obviously a New England fan. But uh, you might be shocked. You might fall out of your seat if you're sitting (laughs) down. You might, you know, if you're standing up, you might just drop to the ground when you hear this. I don't know what's going to happen. But, but guys, I'm picking Miami to win this game. So go ahead and get your Where, where's my, my where's my, like, my Mountain Dew? I need to do a spit take right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the hottest of takes. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, you know, I I really do think Miami's going to win this game, and obviously New England's the better team. But that doesn't always mean the better team wins the game. I mean, it seems like every year there's a team that wins the Super Bowl or, you know, is in the Super Bowl, one of those top teams in the league. They seem to always, one of those teams always drops a weird loss somewhere in their schedule. They always have a weird, you know, loss where you lose to somebody that, you know, just got a couple wins. It's just so random and so weird. And for this season, I think this is going to be the one. And... I've got a little bit of historical, you know, stuff on my side because this is the only stadium where Tom Brady, only city where Tom Brady's got a losing record in at Miami. And kind of the same, you know, when Nate was talking about the UCF and Stanford, I mean, this is similar. New England's got to come down to Florida and play in this heat, you know, and that's one thing that Miami's got going for them is they're used to this heat. They've, you know, as used to it as you can be, considering they live here, most of the players do anyways, and Miami just always has a knack for beating New England in Miami, and it just seems to me like this is the weird game that's going to happen for the year that you're going to go, you know, question mark why, you know, but... Kind of like when might... Buffalo destroyed Minnesota last yeah. year. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's kind of like last yeah. year. But when uh, Minnesota didn't end up doing that great. But I don't like Miami. This is just seems like the one game that they want to win too, because they always want to beat New England, their rivals. You know what I mean? It just seems like this is going to be the one game that they really try and win. Uh, Coach Flores uh, comes from the New England tree. Last year we saw uh, Patricia's team beat New England. So, you know, for a long time, all the New England, you know, all the Belichick successors and stuff, they always would lose to Belichick when they played each other. But Patricia kind of, maybe as a defensive guy, they have a more of an advantage i don't know but he did win against new england and new england lost in week two in florida against obviously a better jaguars team but still i mean that was blake bortles at quarterback who had a huge game i mean i wouldn't be shocked if Fitz or rosen whoever plays if they end up having the game of their life for whatever reason it seems like that happens like jay cutler a couple years ago had the game (laughs) of his life against new england it's just like you you don't expect it but it's happened so many times where I'm just like, okay, it's going to happen. You know, and and if they do lose, I think it's going to be a close game uh, if Miami does lose. But this is what my gut's telling me, and that's kind of why I want, I went with Miami. But go ahead and pile on my pick. Go tell me why I'm, <laughs> so I'm, the, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing I have to say, like, I'll, I'll let Nate touch it's his team, but the only thing I have to say is that normally I would be in agreement that, like, I would be considering Miami because, I mean, like, they won last year, too. Like, they won the year before, and they won last year in Miami. This season, I think Miami is just too bad this year to put up a fight. Like, they're, they're in full-on tank mode. They're just going for the number one pick. And the way that they let, you know, Baltimore just score all over them, I have seen no reason as to why Tom Brady can't do the same thing. So I, I just think they're just too bad to win this game. <laughs> I'm in agreement here. If it was a normal um, year and Miami was kind of averagely, you know, mediocre as they've been the past decade or so, I would agree with Zach. That is always a trap game when the pages have to come back. <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. When the Patriots have to come down to Florida, whether it's Miami or even Jacksonville last year, um, they always fumble and don't look right for some reason. But I just think Miami is too bad this year. I mean, last week they let up five touchdowns to Lamar Jackson, who had six all of last year. And they let up a touchdown to RG3, who hasn't played in <laughs> I don't know how long. <laughs> so I think Tom Brady... Um, should have no trouble with this team. He sh- if everything goes right, he should be out of the game by third quarter. And I'm looking for it'll be interesting to watch. Obviously, the big news this week: Antonio Brown coming to the um, Patriots. This is also kind of a homecoming game for him as he played, uh, grew up and played high school in uh, the Miami kind of South Florida area. So, um, yeah. But overall, I think um, Pats are gonna roll this week. <laughs> well. <laughs> By the chance, you know, if Miami does win this, man, I'm going to be letting it all over Twitter. Like, come look at this video. I told you guys. <laughs> I was but like the one, the one person on planet Earth that wasn't a Dolphins fan that picked Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that'll be interesting. I'm going to pay a close eye to that. Go, my, go Dolphins. I always root for the Dolphins against New England, but especially now. 
Um, <laughs> Buffalo at the New York Giants. We've all got Buffalo winning that. Um, Connor, you told me you were close on making this your survival pick, but yeah. you decided not to. Yeah, I was close. Like when I first ran through the games, this was my first instinct was to pick Buffalo in this game. But I know I last week I talked about how you know, or la, not last week, but like last episode I talked about how legit Buffalo's defense is. But if there is one weakness on this Buffalo defense, it's definitely the run defense. And so, you know, will Saquon Barkley run all over them? I don't know. Eli Manning's not going to be passing on them. I know that. But if Saquon Barkley can you know, get the yards and play at, you know, like his, the way he did last year, then it could be a tough game for Buffalo. So I'm not a hundred percent. Like there's another, my survival pick is one that I'm more confident in than this mm-hmm. one, even though I'm still picking Buffalo to win. I'm not as confident in it as I was originally. Yeah, I see. I see. All right. So then the next game, Seattle at Pittsburgh, uh, Connor and I at Pittsburgh. Oh, and Nate does too, actually. Eric's the only one of Seattle. Um, but Connor, I'll let you talk about, you know, the Steelers are your team. So, so why do you, do you think they're just winning because you want them to, or you actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're going to, you know, obviously that was pretty embarrassing last week against New England. I mean, I think a lot of people obviously expected New England to win, but they didn't expect it to be a blowout like it was. So I think the Steelers are going to come back this week. I think Ben Roethlisberger, I think he's going to have a field day against Seattle's secondary because Seattle has no pieces left in their secondary from the Legion of Boom. And Shaquille Griffin is, like, supposed to be their number one corner, and he's okay, I guess. But, I mean, Andy Dalton just came off a 400-yard performance against their secondary. So I expect Roethlisberger to tear them up. Um, I think Seattle's offense is going to score some points, too. Like, I know... Obviously, Pittsburgh doesn't have the best defense in the world either, but I think Pittsburgh's offense is going to be too much, and obviously they're going to be motivated by getting blown out by New England, who is one team they really didn't want to get blown out by. So, And it's the home opener. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with um, this one. I think this should be a pretty easy rebound game for Pittsburgh here. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I concur. Eric, I, I'm curious why Eric's got Seattle. Really, <laughs> I really am, but <laughs> yeah, but we'll never know. Uh, Dallas at Washington. Uh, this is another game where I'm by myself. Like I'm, I'm either gonna have a genius looking week or a really bad looking week. Like, this is this. I could easily, you know, catch you guys in the standings for this, or I could fall even farther behind. But uh, but my reasoning with Washington, and I'll let you guys talk about why you think Dallas will win, but I this is a division game. These two teams really don't like each other. And, and when those are the case, you tend to throw uh, teams' records and, you know, talent out of the picture a little bit because they're so, you know, these rivalry games can be so close. And that's what I see in this. And Washington actually surprised me last week. They... Case Keenum had a good game against uh, a, what we thought was going to be a really good Philadelphia Eagles defense. You know, the jury's still out on that. But um, but give me Washington at home here. I don't think Dallas is uh, – I think Dallas is going to be kind of overconfident in this game. I, I think they're going to – I think when the schedule came out, they just saw this and they went W. Like, they didn't even think about it. But that – I mean, I'm sure Philly did the same thing against Washington – that was at Philly, so it was tougher to win. But uh, and I, I do think Philly's better than Dallas. But give me Washington in this. I mean, they 
they had a couple unproven receivers last week who had a good game. Uh, so we and we didn't really know much about them, and and now there's another chance for them to do that against Dallas's secondary, which didn't you know hasn't been that great. The defense is definitely seeming like the weaker part of Dallas's team, and I, I still feel like Washington has a good enough defense to be able to slow down this Dallas offense. So so give me Washington once again a little bit more of a gut feeling I've got here. But, uh, but yeah, I like the Redskins, and I'm sure Dallas is favored, too. So if you're betting with the line, take Washington, guys. Well, unlike your Miami pick, uh, this is actually one where I could actually do – I do kind of see this game going either way, the way Washington performed last week. Like, I, I mean, I also wouldn't be shocked if Washington just turned into their old self mm-hmm. from last year and completely allowed Dallas to, you know, run all over them, but – I, I got to go with Dallas. I mean, because to me, like, as long as Ezekiel Elliott's around, it's going to be hard for me to pick against Dallas. Because if, like, Ezekiel Elliott was injured or still holding out, there'd be a lot more games where I'd be picking against them. But as much as I don't like the Cowboys, I can't deny that Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best running backs in the league, and he's going to carry them. And I think Demarcus Lawrence and the Dallas Cowboys are just going to be sacking Case Keenum all over the place because with Washington's offensive line. So... That's why I've got Dallas, but I wouldn't, like I said, unlike the Miami game, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington did win this game, being at home and the fact that it's a rivalry game and how unexpectedly good they performed against Philadelphia last week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went with Dallas as my survival pick this week, actually, which wow. now I'm thinking maybe should have saved them for later in the year because I'm That's pretty excited about... That's why I didn't about, pick them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited about Dallas and their new look offense. I think this is probably the most creative offense. I mean, it's a short, small sample size. Obviously, the Giants aren't great, but they were doing some pretty creative stuff last week other than just, you know, pound Zeke up the middle, um, which was pretty stagnant the last couple years. So I'm pretty high on Dallas right now. I think they should easily beat Washington. That's why I made them my uh, survival pick this week. Okay. Uh, The next one here, Arizona at Baltimore. Uh, We've all got Baltimore in this game. Uh, and then Jacksonville at Houston. Eric and I have Jacksonville. Connor and Nate have Houston. And uh, my reasoning for this is I think uh, this news has came out kind of recently that uh, Nagakwe and Campbell are both expected to be playing in this game. So they, they were kind of banged up a little bit at the end of the Chiefs game, but they're they expect them to be able to to go and forward in this game, and that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, two great pass rushers against this Houston offensive line. Uh, I could see this game being like it like the Jaguars opener from two seasons ago, where they really just demolished Houston, and they have a lot of. I think the formula is there, even with Nick Foles being hurt. Uh, if they can pound the rock with Leonard Fournette, and who didn't look bad either in, in the last game. I know he had the fumble and the interception you can blame on him, but as far as running the football, he did a pretty good job. He had a high yards per carry, which has been the biggest knock on him, is that he doesn't have a high yards per carry, but he actually had a good one against KC. And with Minshew and everything, 
I will say this. I mean, he's obviously a six-round rookie pick. You don't expect – I certainly didn't expect this, anything out of him when he got thrust in against KC, but he broke a couple of records for completion percentage and completions before you throw your first incompletion or something like that with uh, for playing in your first game. So, I mean, he's definitely – got the confidence to be able to come out and do this and he's got some attitude about him that's just different like he he wears you know he's he wears the bandana he's got the mustache he's just a different kind of guy he's not normally a rookie quarterback like that would would just fall on their face and you know not know what to do be you know it, it'd be too much for him but considering his background and his history of how he's how he came to be in the NFL going from team to team and, and stuff, not even thinking he's going to play to, you know, to being at Washington state and leading the league and, or leading the conference and passing yards and stuff. Um, I, I have a lot more faith in him than I would have had in the preseason when he was looking pretty bad. But with that being said, I think as an offense, they can get 21 points in this game with Minshew. And I've said from the start, if they get 21 points with the defense that they have, they should win most of their games. And I think that's the case here just because I don't think Houston, I think Houston's going to have a harder time to score points than they did against New Orleans. But I'm going under the assumption that Jacksonville's defense doesn't play like they did against KC because obviously if that's the case, they're going to lose this game. But but I don't think that'll be the case, and I think this defensive line is going to be so violent. I mean, I don't want to predict an injury or anything, but I'd be I'd be worried if I was a Texans fan for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I really would be. Uh, it's definitely a concern, and and I've got Jacksonville, but I see you guys both have Houston, so I'll let you explain why there. Well, on a side note, before we get to Houston, the Tampa Carolina game is being delayed for weather now. Uh, oh, pretty interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, it was pouring down rain, but I guess a yeah. thunderstorm's rolling in or something. I wish some of that rain would make its way up to where I'm at. Um, <laughs> anyway, but so yeah, I mean, for me, this is going to be a heavy defensive struggle game. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points uh, put up, but I think I got to give the edge to Houston because they managed to keep New Orleans like for the most part more in check than everybody thought they were going to. I mean, because, like, 30 points, obviously, that looks kind of bad. But, I mean, you know, the way that they handled Drew Brees and the fact that they really should have won that game, they were playing really stupid prevent defense at the end of the game. I don't know whose idea that was when New Orleans only needed 20 yards to get in the field goal range to play prevent defense. But, you know... Maybe that guy got fired or something. I don't know. Although but, <laughs> the player got fired, Aaron Coleman got cut, and they yeah. owe him seven and a half million in guarantees. So that's yeah. kind of. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I think like yeah, I think it's gonna be a defensive struggle. I don't think either offense is really gonna be able to get anything going. Like Houston, I don't think will be able to get anything going because of the offensive line. Deshaun Watson is gonna be running for his life. I don't think Jacksonville is gonna be getting anything going because the Houston defense is gonna know that they have to key on Leonard Fournette. And I don't, you know, obviously the Jaguars have an unproven guy at quarterback. So how well is he going to do against Houston? I don't know, especially when J.J. Watt's coming his way, too. So, but I think Houston's going to be able to put points up first. And I think they're going to be able to put up slightly more 
So if I, I'd probably give this game to Houston, like something like 17 to 10 or 14 to 10, but like really close game going down to the wire and Houston's also at home. So I got to give the edge to Houston. Yeah, I, I agree. I gave the edge to Houston here, mostly based on the home field advantage. Um, I think I really like Gardner Minshew and how he played last week. I'm pretty excited to see how he continues to develop, but I just think the, and grand it was against KC. Obviously everyone knows how great their offense is, but I just thought the Jags defense played pretty uninspired last week. Um, Eric on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think obviously the talent's there. Hopefully they can rebound this week, but I think a similar performance to last week is not going to get it done against, um, yeah. Deshaun Watson after how he looked last week. So giving the edge to Houston this week. Okay. Uh, then the next one here, unanimously, we all have KC over Oakland. That was actually my original uh, survival pick, but I went to a little bit more of a deeper track, so to say, on that, a little bit less conventional. And that leads us to our next game, Chicago at Denver. Uh, I was the only one who picked Denver. And I'll be the only one who gets this game right. Um, <laughs> give it a lock. Miami and, give and it a uh, lock. Washington, right? Well, I'm locking this one because I've got oh, my survival oh, pick. Okay. I, I need to write this down on a piece of paper. Yep, Zach yep. is locking Denver beating Chicago. Locking Denver beating Chicago. And you might be saying, what are you high well, the, on? Well, the last, time you, <laughs> the last time you locked something, it was when that you were going to get points in that DraftKings lineup. And you've yeah, been finishing like ninth or something. <laughs> <laughs> My locks, my lock history has not been good, but <laughs> but I will say that I did some some next gen stats on this Denver, you know, team, and you might and what I've got listed up here on YouTube, 2018 through 1999, are Denver's home games in the month of September, and for those of you who are listening on podcasting site. To summarize, they're 31 and five in September in the Mile High City. Uh, their last actual loss came in 2010, and their loss, then their last uh, opener, opening loss, like their very, their the last time that they opened the season in Denver and lost, came in 1999. Uh, on the record, there have been numerous players that have played in Denver this early in the season and they're just not ready for it. They're not, their bodies just aren't used to the low oxygen and everything going on there. And this is such an overwhelming home field advantage. And it's not like Denver made the playoffs in every single one of these years. I mean, there's years where they go two and O like last year and then they only end up winning a few more games for the rest of the season. They're not, you know, they're, obviously some of these years they went to the Super Bowl were deep in the playoffs. But I think this is pretty overwhelming that they have a huge advantage in this. And it's not like the Chicago Bears are running into town as, you know, Super Bowl favorites or anything, especially considering how they played against Green Bay. Eric ranted about their offense. Uh Denver, I think, wins this game. I've got them locking this game. And I just feel like no matter what Denver does, they're going to win just because they always seem to do it. 31-5 and five since 1999. I mean, that's pretty hard to argue. So if Denver loses, I'll be shocked. I mean, that, that'll, 
I'll I'll just be stunned if that happens. So I've got them uh, as my survival pick, even though Chicago's probably favored, which makes no sense to me. But like I said a couple times, I've said it before, geography it plays a huge role in what I make make my picks about, <laughs> and uh, I I definitely respect it. And I respect Denver's September advantage. So if Denver plays another September game, expect me to pick them to win. I, I don't know if they do or not, but expect <laughs> me to pick at them. Even, at least. Yeah, at home. If they play at home. If they play on the road, who knows? But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So I've got that. You guys have Chicago, though. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is going to be another defensive struggle game. I mean, but again, I got to give the edge to, to Chicago because they managed to hold Aaron Rodgers to 10 points. And the and like that combined with the fact that Denver's offense could only put up 15 or it was like 16 or something on Oakland. Mm-hmm. I don't see realistically, I don't see Denver putting up more than nine or six to nine points on Chicago. So uh, it's going to be another low scoring game. And I think Denver, like if they can, if they can give, if Chicago can give Mitch Trubisky at least a little bit of time, then I think he should be able to, I think he's going to bounce back. Like he's going to be watching all that tape of him last week. You know, oh, I missed all these open receivers. I played really poorly. Blah, blah, blah. I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back. I'm not saying he's going to put up like 30 or 35 points on this defense, but I think they're going to be able to put up at least 20 or 21, which, like I said, combined with the fact that I don't see Denver getting more than six to nine points, that's why I got to give the edge to Chicago, even though Denver is at home and that stat that Zach just provided, but I'm (laughs) still going with Chicago. Yeah, I I think um, obviously we saw how bad Mitch Trubisky looked last week. I do think he's in store for um, a little bit of bounce back. Um, I agree with that point. Um, it's also just that Chicago's defense looked really good last week, regardless of you know the way the offense were playing. And I think they're gonna get to um, they're not gonna have any trouble getting to Joe Flacco um, this week. So I think it'll be a low scoring game. Um, probably won't be the best uh, football game to watch, but I think Chicago's gonna get it done on the strength of their defense. All right. Uh, the next game we have, obviously, um, the revenge game for New Orleans. So they hope <laughs> uh, they they go to Los Angeles to play the Rams, and I'm the only one with the Rams in this. And I'm kind of surprised that I am. I thought someone else would pick the Rams. I obviously, definitely the Saints. I definitely considered it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I this is something like. Sometimes you get teams in these motivation games and stuff, and they play their hearts out, and, and you sh- it's, it shows up. And other times they play their, you know, they play too emotionally. And I feel like New Orleans is going to be coming into this too emotionally, whereas I think the Rams are going to, you know, kind of be like the Rams. Like uh, the Rams are not a bad team, and they're at home. Uh, they beat them the last time they played. They, you know, they shouldn't have, but they did. But uh, if it's if this was in New Orleans, I'd pick New Orleans. But um, I don't. This is another kind of just gut pick. I give me the home. T- and when it's a game with two pretty similar teams that I have ranked, the Rams and Saints, I have I can see a lot of similarities. 
I'll just tend to pick the home team, and that's what I'm doing in this pick. So, yeah, I'm going with New Orleans solely based on the fact that I think they're going to be highly motivated by the fact that they want to prove they can beat Los Angeles without you know needing some without some like bad call going Los Angeles' way and them losing the game. They want to. They're going to want to come out and beat Los Angeles by like 20 or 25 to 30 points to prove that we really are the better team and we should have been the ones in the Super Bowl last year. So I know Los Angeles is at home, but i got to give New Orleans the edge just based on that is really the only reason. Because I think they're – I think you're right. They're both very similar. I think New Orleans has a bit of a better defense right now because Aaron Donald, like, really did nothing last week. Mm-hmm. It was pretty surprising. I was watching the Panthers game and – like, they didn't even mention Aaron Donald's name, like, once. I think he got his first tackle in, like, the third quarter. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if New Orleans' offensive line can, you know, have a similar performance to what the Panthers did, then I don't see any reason why Drew Brees won't just be throwing all over the Rams. Because, you know, I mean, obviously Cam Newton didn't do as good, but Brees is in a different level than Cam Newton when it comes to quarterbacks. So uh, that's why i got to give it to New Orleans. Yeah, I, I agree. I think New Orleans has a better offense. Um, after watching them last week, I think um, New Orleans, I think they picked up right after how they left off last year, whereas the Rams, uh, they played well against Carolina, but I don't think they're as dominant um, this year, especially on defense. So I think New Orleans is going to get it done, even though it's um, in L.A. I think they're going to go and get revenge for that um, <laughs> NFC Championship game last year. All right. Uh, the next game here, Philly at Atlanta. This is a Sunday night game. And uh, Connor and I have Atlanta. Eric and Nathan have Philly. And this is another close game. It's kind of like the New Orleans or the Rams game where I'm just giving the home team the edge when it's when there's two teams that I feel like are pretty evenly matched. I just tend to give the home team the edge. I know it's not like, you know, the most... Or you know it's it's pretty basic you know feedback commentary on it, but uh, I I just don't see I I think that Atlanta will win by like a field goal or something. I think it's just typical home team wins the game sort of deal. So yeah, well I'm happy to see that I actually have a pick different from Nathan because it seems I think pretty much pretty well <laughs> oh, all of our really? picks were the same except for that one. Wow, that's pretty, pretty much. So, yeah, I'm looking at it now. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, San Francisco, Cincinnati. Right, right. Okay, okay. So yeah, that one. But like, yeah. yeah. Wow. So I mean, I had to pick it. I think Atlanta's due for a bounce back. I mean, they didn't look very good against the Vikings last week, and so I mean, they had their offense is just too good to not you know have a bounce back week. I mean, when you got an offense with Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley, if you if you're not putting up points, then something's wrong. Something's really wrong. <laughs> and I'm going to have to reconsider Atlanta being, you know, picking Atlanta anymore after this week if that happens. So yeah. I think they're due for a bounce back. And like Zach said, they're the home team. So I'm going to give it to Atlanta. I think last week, Philly's offense, they started pretty slow, obviously, versus Washington. But second half, they turned it on. And they looked pretty legit on the offensive side of the ball. And their defense, I think everyone knew coming into the year that was going to be a pretty strong unit. And I think they're going to go and get it done versus Atlanta this week. Um, I do think Atlanta should be um, have at least a little bit of a bounce back. Um, 
you know, just kind of get back to their um, average output, you know, what we, what we kind of expect from them. But I think it's going to be tough versus Philly defense. And that's why I think even though it's in Atlanta, I think Philly's going to come out with a win. It won't be a blowout, but I could see a um, three-point, six-point um, win for Philly. Okay. And that leads us to the Monday night game, Cleveland at the New York Jets. And Eric's the only one with the Jets here, but I'll give him the opportunity, since I know he's working all day today, I'll give him the opportunity to change that pick as Connor changed his pick due in light to the recent information about Sam Darnold having mono and not being able to play, obviously, indefinitely, I think, for that. And uh, Trevor Simeon is now the Jets' starting quarterback. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Uh, so and the Jets don't have a kicker either. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've touched on that many times. So <laughs> the Jets not having a kicker is a common theme in this side. <laughs> not a great time to be a Jets fan. <laughs> so uh, so earlier in the show we ran down the, the matchups for our fantasy. Oh, I forgot leagues. about our survival picks too. Oh shoot! Well, I mean, we all <laughs> talked about our. Kind of I, 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 well, I think I forgot to mention mine actually. Oh, okay, but. Because I'm Eric, going, yeah, we'll get Eric, Eric on here too. Eric's got New England, so which, which I think we're, we're all pretty surprised he's taking them. Using New England, yeah, this early. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, so I've got Carolina because I, I, well, I guess I did say that it was my most confident. I, it, I didn't say this. I said I was thinking Buffalo originally, <laughs> but this was my next most confident game after Buffalo because I wanted to save New England and Kansas City for later. So I was like, all right, I'll pick Carolina. So I will know tonight whether or not yep. I'm still going to be strikeless or not. <laughs> yep. All right, so I'll show, you, I'll show you guys my starting lineup here in fantasy for this week. Um, I've got Carson Wentz at quarterback, Juju Smith-Schuster as my wide receiver one. Uh, I've got Tyler Boyd as my wide receiver two, but I'm not – Super thrilled about that. I might end up changing him out with D.D. Westbrook and putting Joe Mixon in as my uh, flex position, but I just don't know about Joe Mixon's uh, health right now. So that's why I have Joe Mixon on my bench. And the rest of my team, uh, Alan Kamara, obviously a no-brainer start, RB1. Josh Jacobs is my RB2. Uh, I was very high on him coming into the fantasy season and he saved me uh, last week. So I owe him a lot. I, I mean, in theory, all my players saved me, but since he was the last one to play, he was like, like that 13 yard, put it over the top for me to win. So, uh, so I've got him. And Josh Jacobs I, just got a 13 yard run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I might have to find that clip and save it and stuff <laughs> put it in to, to re-air it. Cause that was pretty funny. Because that's, that's live unfiltered, you know? It's not like I had time to process it. I had no idea. I hadn't watched it. It's just Connor coming on saying, Josh Jacobs got a 13-yard run, and I was really excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, My tight end would be Mark Andrews, only tight end I carry on this team. but uh, And he's got a green matchup, too, to keep in mind. And last week, 24 points, caught all, all of his targets, I mean, they were going up against the Dolphins, but they're going up against the Cardinals now, so it's not like 
not that big cake, of a difference. Cakewalk schedule for Baltimore so far. Yep. Uh, and then give me D.D. Westbrook as my slot. Um, number one receiver for the Jags. I don't, obviously, D.J. Chark led fantasy for the Jags last week, but uh, Westbrook should get a lot more targets from Minshew. And the thing about Minshew is, uh, anyways, in the last game, I mean, all of his throws were pretty much completion. So if that happens to continue, uh, there somebody's going to be catching the ball. I think DD will get his, and this is PPR, so catches are important. They're they're worth a point. And give me Brett Maher, 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 Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> give me him as my kicker. Uh, Dallas will hopefully gets to kick some field goals this time, not extra points. And like my survival pick, give me that Denver defense against Chicago. I mean, <laughs> please give me any defense playing that Chicago offense. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, so that's my team. I'll go over to Connor's team and I'll show you his starting lineup. He'll talk about it. Kind of there was lag. <laughs> my my name's pretty easy to find. <laughs> Both Nate and I have Jets players as our, uh, as yeah. our profile pick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so not the greatest week in the world for me last week. Uh, pretty disappointing about what happened last week. So I'm looking for a bounce back week here. I did play the team that got the second most points in the league. So I'm a bit, con- you know, I'm a bit positive that I probably wouldn't have won last week anyway. But I got the, also got the second lowest point total. So... Uh, not good. Looking for good things. Ben Roethlisberger, like I said, I think he's going to tear that Seattle secondary apart. So looking for good things from him. Julio Jones, I think, again, Atlanta's going to have a bounce back week. And Julio Jones is a no-brainer starter in fantasy anyway. Um, <clears throat> so then I've got Jarvis Landry. I unfortunately didn't start him last week when I should have. He did better than the guy I put at my wide receiver, too. So the thing about Jarvis Landry is that you're always kind of banking on him getting receptions. <laughs> because he tends to not get a whole lot of yards. I mean, he got 67 yards last week, but he's the guy who will get, like, seven or eight receptions in the game to go with, you know, 40 yards or something, but that's still 12 points, so I'll take that. Um, <clears throat> then I've got on Johnson as my running back one. I mean, after seeing how Marlon Mack tore through the Chargers' defense last week, it's kind of hard for me not to pick on Johnson. bit underwhelming what he did against the Cardinals. I would think he'd do more, but, I mean... Yeah, but against but like I said, after the way Marlon Mack performed against the Chargers last week, I don't expect anything less from Carryon Johnson. Um, Go I al- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also benched Marlon Mack last week, so that was also another mistake. Um, but I'm going to have him going against Tennessee, so I was like, all right, I'll put Marlon Mack in this time. I won't bench him again. Uh, they give Zach Ertz as my tight end. Um, he also had a pretty underwhelming game uh yeah, Deshaun Deshaun Jackson was getting all those touchdowns and everything and Alshon Jeffrey were the main targets for Carson Wentz in that game I mean 10 points isn't horrible but you expect more from Zach Ertz so hopefully he'll do better this week hopefully Atlanta does a bit better job in not giving up 50 yard touchdowns to Deshaun Jackson um <clears throat> then I originally didn't have James Conner in my lineup but then as my flex but then I realized that Duke Johnson was my flex and he's going up against Jacksonville so I guess I trust James Conner more. A lot of people, I'm sure, are thinking, like, James Conner, he's like a no-brainer starter in fantasy, but he didn't have the best performance last week. So, And I think Roethlisberger's going to be throwing it a lot against Seattle. I don't know how much they're going to run the ball. I know James Conner can catch the football, too. I mean, 
that's how he got most of his points last week. Um, but I think that's why I have him as my flex and not my running back one. Then Adam Vinatieri as my kicker, he missed a, I think he missed, he missed an extra point last yep. game. So that was pretty wow. disappointing. Like, I was waiting for him and to get some goal too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe he's not as clutch as he used to be. So maybe in the future I might be looking for a different kicker, but 5% drop in the last day. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> And then I'll easily take that Baltimore defense going against Arizona. I mean, no, no brainer there. So, yep. All right, we'll go look at Nate's team. Levy on a prayer. Yep. <laughs> Six points already oh, from Christian McCaffrey. Oh wow! I thought yeah, I was got low. a couple guys. Oh, three oh, points from McCaffrey. Yeah, oh, okay. no, it's it's going on. It got delayed like in the uh, middle of the I game. I thought it never yeah. Yeah, yeah. With like it was like nine minutes into the. Or nine minutes left in the first quarter, I think. Yeah. When it got Carolina delayed. just turned it over on downs. Yeah. Well, they were. I think they were reviewing it because, like. Yeah, um, they they, they looked, reviewed like, it and they stretched out. And, yeah, they reviewed they it. Know, they, they, they they said the call stood, so the Bucks are on oh, okay, offense so, right now. I was now. gonna say yeah. they better come up with the decision being on the delay. Like, let's not fart around. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get so back to the delay. Uh, we still don't know. <laughs> Taking longer yeah, than NBA draft year back. Underdog, Nate. Like, yeah. But. Yeah. Um. Oh, why is it projecting me? Do you have like a something seems point? wrong right there? Yeah. Oh, I, I I think it's I think it's acting like um like the game's Scott over. Scott and McCaffrey aren't gonna finish the oh, game. Oh yeah. That's, that's the only reason I can see it dropping. Yeah. yeah well, they're about to restart playing here in a second anyway. Okay, so. good. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's um. So it's really yeah, it's 135 to 140. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I got those two guys tonight. Um. McCaffrey was huge last week. Uh. Hopefully you had him in your roster because he got a nice 42 points for me last week. Hoping to have a similar output this week. Um. Going back up the lineup, I got Philip Rivers, who, um, kind of shaky fantasy wise. Um. But I think he should put up. At least his projected this week versus Detroit, uh, projected 18 points. Um, then we got Stefan Diggs. He kind of had a down week last week. He only had, I believe, five points. Um, yeah, 5.7 yeah, right there. Minnesota's offense didn't do a whole lot last week because I know Thielen only had like 10 points too, so it's kind of odd. Yeah, um, Dalvin Cook. I know lot. Dalvin Cook went off. Um, Kirk Cousins didn't throw the ball too much, so hopefully they yeah, get a little more balanced out for. <laughs> Yeah, there's <laughs> Von Diggs and Adam Thielen's sake. Um, so hopefully he sees some more targets this week. Um, Le'Veon Bell is questionable with a shoulder injury. Um, the MRI came back um, negative. Yeah, negative. So he, he should play some, uh, Monday night. Uh, hopefully he's not limited by it. Um, so he's a, a great PPR player. And especially with... Um, uh, Darnold, you know? Yeah, well, Darnold. Um, hopefully, he should get a lot of carries. And pro- I can see him getting, uh, you know, eight to ten catches just because they're gonna be having to throw short and uh, check down stuff. Simeon coming in, so hopefully, he has a he should get some good volume this week at least. And then got Greg Kittle. Um, obviously, tight end you want to start every week. Um, one of the big time players kind of coming into this year for fantasy. Uh, I've got. James White is my flex. I think the Pats offense as a whole should have a great game versus Miami, and he should benefit um, 
from being a part of that. And then Matt Prater had a solid output last week, 11 points. I would take that any week for my kicker. And then Cleveland's defense, I'm rolling with them again this week, um, playing the Jets, which kind of counterintuitive with um, Le'Veon Bell as a running back. But I think he can have a great game with the Jets still not scoring very much as a function of his um, PPR points. Hopefully he gets a lot of catches, not necessarily a lot of touchdowns, and the points kind of even out that way. But I'm rolling with Cleveland again this week after a down week, um, week one versus the Titans. So hopefully they can put up some better than zero points this week for me. <laughs> I think yeah. if you refresh the page, it should update his projections now because they're going again. Yeah. Also, Godwin just got a catch. There so. we go. Oh, nice. Making points as we speak. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, that's a little bit better. Godwin's got six points already. Better there. Close right. one. there you go. There, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, well, this is a fun show here. Um, you know, a lot of my picks were with my heart, with my gut. Um, so I definitely have the chance to make up a lot of ground in the standings, but who knows? Uh, the college picks I had had were probably safer. And, uh, But with that being said, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and I look forward to sharing the news of what happens because we're going to see we had a lot of differences this week, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good Monday show, or Tuesday. We'll come out on Tuesday. Yeah, come out on Tuesday. Uh, So that that will be entertaining. And, uh, yeah, so have a good day, everybody. Bye. See ya. For Eric, peace. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.